Hey gang, you are tuned in to the Messy Truths Podcast. This is Mar recording live from Montreal. What's up, what's up? This is Nisha J on the territory of the Kanakahage. And I just need to know if Oz pushed anyone this week, because there were some people who needed some pushing. You needed to get pushed. I should have pushed and drop kicked them, but I did not. I was very composed. Thank you very much. Well done. This well is, done. This is Azar from New York City, guys. And I am so happy to be back here with you, ladies. We all are. Good to see you, gals. <laughs> you added a drop <laughs> kick. Should have <laughs> fucking drop kicked. We're good now. We're good. We're all good now. So we are back. This is episode 12, and we are back. Uh, and today we are discussing our past history of getting conned, all the scams, hustles, fraud schemes, everything that we have experienced. We're about to tell you and divulge all of our history on this episode. And you know we've all been conned, right? I mean, like everyone, listeners, us, all, everybody has been conned. I was thinking about it. We've all been got. I don't we know all if got, I've got. been got. I gotta say, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a time where I've been scammed and like. Oh, actually, yeah, I got a story. Yeah, Mar just like conned me into the music. Oh my god, I felt like I got it. I got Aston Kutcher, where you know you come out and you're like, "Where's that music coming from?" What the and you're punked. Yeah. Yes, punked, got, same shit, all the same. And let me, before we get into it, I just want you to give you guys a little bit of history because you know that's how we do. History went over. Now that you got your voice back, so now, you know. Yes, just a little bit. So first of all, I want, I want you to know where the term con artist or con man came from because I think that's kind of cool. It actually refers to this gentleman called William Thompson who used to run around in New York City asking for to hold people's valuables and then just disappearing with them. And he was known as the confidence man. That's where con man comes from because they sell you on their confidence and then they jack you Mm. of your shit, whatever that is. But the biggest con man of our time is Charles Ponzi. Are you guys familiar with the The Ponzi Ponzi scheme? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So just a little background. He basically was buying stamps from like countries that that had lost value, like countries that were doing poorly and trying to resell these stamps to people telling them that the value is going to double or triple or quadruple. But yo, he, he was actually taking people's money and not actually buying stamps. I mean, the most blatant con in history, be like, (laughs) give me your money. I'm gonna buy you some stamps and pocketing that shit. So that was the biggest con man of our time. But I found a few others, some who I actually got conned by myself, but we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. I have to say some of my favorite con artists are usually like um, pastors and churches. Oh, you going Because deep. they always, oh, they're crazy. And it's, I, w- I would love to say like, oh, it's just, you know, only a few here and there. I, it's global. It is a serious <laughs> global phenomenon. And I don't know why Jeez. I haven't opened up my own church yet oh, to shit. commit my own fraud. I mean, I've heard <laughs> okay. it all. There's There's all kinds of crazy stuff like, you know, people funneling money, uh, you know, to fund Being their private jets. jets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one documentary I saw, I think online, it was, I think it was on Vi- on the Vice channel. And it was about um, the, uh, the number of millionaires that have grown in like certain African countries, places like the Congo and Ghana. Uganda and so forth. And in in one particular story, there's one pastor who was going around various villages around a city, and he's actually selling his healing juice. Wow. Uh, yeah, his his healing potion, and so many people were lining up. And you know, normally anywhere else in the world, I would be like, guys, you're smart enough to know that this is an absolute like scam. You like come on, be smarter than this. But I mean, in, in this particular, uh, city in, I think it was in, um, in the Congo, I mean, the, there's not a lot of education. There's people there who really don't know what it is that they're doing. They I don't, they don't have a clue. That, there's, but yeah, 
But the thing is, this guy is like selling healing juice and so many people were lining up for a bottle. And it's just, they're making it behind the church in a barrel and pouring it into plastic bottles and he's selling it for, you know, whatever price they were selling it for. And I'm looking at this, this mixture and I'm thinking, you know, it's really probably just some ground up ginger, some lemon juice in there, maybe, you know, a few other ingredients. I mean, it's, it's that bad around the world, but I, I mean, obviously here in North America is much more sophisticated and, and just really like much more crazy. So Anyway, nah, fuck that pastor. He ain't even, he's not even worthy to be called oh, a pastor. Like, slimy, the word, totally yeah, slimy. Yeah, like, okay, people aren't educated, fine. But like, you know the word of God and you know you out here being shaitanish and being devilish and out here, like people work, they work hard and they give their ties in Christianity for like for a glimpse of God's grace and you out here making jacked up Kool-Aid in the backyard, taking people's money and you're in a developing country. I hope you go to hell uh, straight. I'd say it's more Mike's hard lemonade. Really. I know. No, go to hell. Yo, like seriously, that's some, that's, you know, in Islam, that's some shaitan shit. Like you're whack. I, I get, mm-hmm. I give those people a pass. I mean, they just, they really don't know. No, they're, it's not they're the people. Really, I'm talking they're about- not, they're not aware. The person who is concocting the juice and taking the money. Oh, the schemer. Yeah. Yes. The, 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 the scam I artist. Absolutely. You reach yeah. the seventh level of hell of Dante's Inferno straight up. Because yeah, people work totally hard for taking money. advantage. Yeah, I don't care. That's rude. I have a funny con. To me, the people, <laughs> I laugh because I fuck them up all the time. The people who call and tell me there's a warrant out for my arrest because of taxes. <laughs> Okay, or the I phone. hate those oh calls. I know, right? And like, you can get. We mad. are calling because there is a, a warrant, warrant out for your arrest. But <laughs> if you give us your social insurance number, mm-hmm. we will like take the warrant bench. So these are folks <laughs> that I I've never been conned from them, but my sister almost was, and she got really shook. And I said, I, I had to be nice and be like, yo, don't you like, don't you know the branches of our government type of shit? So anyways, I'll be nice to my sister. So they call me all the time. And when they call, the kids and I are in school are like, come on, miss, answer, answer. Because it's pure <laughs> entertainment. And I answer and they're like, there's a warrant out for your arrest. Is this it? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And I call them and I'm like, so tell me where you're from again. I was like, bro, are you stupid? How do you call a Canadian person and have the wrong information and expect me to fall for this shit? Get a job, bitch. And I hang up and they still call. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. You, they should pass my number around. Sometimes I Well, answer. it's all different. It's all different yeah. call centers, right? So it's just different people who are calling. Oh, but um, I like that. You know, whatever leads that they get. I, I find those calls annoying. Some days I have a little time to, uh, you know, partake in the fun. Exactly. And then I get really profane. I get really, really profane <laughs> on the phone with them and tell them to like suck my dick or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Stuff. I tell them, are you, I just say, are you dumb? My partner also uses uh, names like uh, last name uh, Rodick, first name Mike. <laughs> but they're bad And all this stupid. other stupidness. Last name Hunt, first name Mike, you know, all, all that foolishness. They're, they're anyway. stupid, man. They're like, get, like, can you study better the material of the country you're trying to con? Telling me something <laughs> about the Minister of Justice of Canada. I'm like, are you dumb? We don't have that in Canada. Get your facts straight if you're going to con. We've already found out that some of those callers are actually from like Indian call centers. So, study, you know. right. Start and we, we all have also received the email from the Ethiopian prince that oh, yeah. needs someone <clears throat> to leave all of his inheritance to, right? We all we all got mm-hmm. those yeah, emails yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I want to say the first con that I've ever experienced in my lifetime also involves the same cousin that I was really close with and you know <laughs> Oh my god. You and this cousin, girl. <laughs> Oh my god. And and we 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 
we both got cons. So we got invited to a party when we were really young and they told us it was a dress up party. They told us it was a costume party and we ended up going there and we were the only two people that were dressed up. I mean, come on. You can't tell me that's not a con of like, you know, like real a bitch. That's who does that. She was a straight (laughs) bitch anyway. But no, seriously, that was the first time that I ever feel like I experienced being humiliated and actually understood that somebody just took advantage of my ass. Somebody just really conned me. Oh, but that was not the last time. Mm. Yo, push that person. Like, what the hell? Seriously. Push them in the pool. (laughs) Right. Okay, so I had a serious con, right? I lived in the UK for quite some time. And I, I go back to the UK often, well, before COVID came and like stopped myself from traveling around the world. And um, I got stopped by homes, home, the, the home department, right? Home security. And yo, I'm one of those people that if you take my passport away from me, I may lose my mind because I like to travel and I get shook, right? Because I'm a brown woman with a Muslim last name and they're always fucking with me. So I get real shook when British Homeland Security stops me. And they're like, are you X? I'm like, yeah, well, you're still working here. What are you talking about? I've been out of the country for five years. No, no, no. You're still, you live here. No, I don't. Someone had duplicated my fucking passport working under my name. In the UK. Oh, no. no. Oh, Bitch, no. you owe me some money. Right you owe me some money. Mm-hmm. Like, shit. Wow. Yeah, I had to, like, wow. I had to prove to Homeland. I had to write a whole letter to the home office in the UK. Because, you know, I'm trying to get back in the UK. They had to, I had to write a whole letter, prove my identity. And then that bitch ended up on, you know, one of those shows where those police come and knock on the door because you don't got no. your papers. Yeah, I was like. And now I just got a nexus because now the me- nexus got your biometrics on it and improves who you are, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But I'll never forget the first time they're like, oh, you can you go in that little that little waiting area where everyone can see you? And you're like, shit, the popo's coming for me. The immigration popo. <laughs> and I got really scared. I was like, I was really shook. And, you know, the worst thing is you get more and more nervous, which makes you look more and more guilty. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. So I was like, yo, I'm really Canadian. I, I mean, this is where I live. Da, da, da. It took me, it was a whole two year process to prove. So oh, yeah. yeah. Identity yeah. theft. I mean, it takes a really, really long, a long time, time to recover from that. So a the per- long I mean, ass time. I understand that the person who used my name might've needed it, but you're dumb because there's only a few <laughs> in the world and there, we only live in Canada. So too bad for you. You might want to beep out my last name, but too bad for you, okay? Like next time you choose a name, choose Smith or Ross or 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 Peterborough. Leave mine alone. Mine's is too unique up there trying to make money on my name. I'm not even getting a cut back. Shit. No. Mm-mm. That was my Crazy. biggest con in my life. Biggest. I was so <laughs> mad. What about you, Mar? Do you remember a specific... Yeah, oh yeah. I'll tell you a time that I really got got. It was very early on in my uh, freelance writing career. And uh, uh, there was a popular men's lifestyle website called or you know what, maybe Mm -hmm. I should just bleep that out (laughs) when this airs. Um, But anyway, I applied for uh, I applied for a gig to work with the company and the interview process involved uh, actually, the the application process involved not only submitting your resume, but of course, with writers and editors, you always have to show um, uh, samples from your portfolio. And one of the things that they did was they asked for all candidates to submit their um, uh, to submit samples of writing, but what they were asking for were was original articles. And so the articles that they wanted to get were, they, they could not have been published previously. So as with every other candidate, I submitted my, my CV, I submitted my resume along with uh, two original articles on, you know, whatever subject matter they said that we could pick. 
And we did that. I actually went in for interviews, made it around to the second interview, thought everything was going well. And one day when I was on uh, a couple of freelance writing job boards online, I noticed that there was um, people who were giving their feedback about uh, different employers, people who were advertising freelance freelance writing jobs. And one of them happened to be And what this person had said in their feedback was that it's probably best not to apply for anything uh, at that company as far as freelance writing gigs were concerned or any uh, full-time employment gigs there because what they did was they would take your original content, your samples that you submitted, and use those for themselves. And they would never hire anybody at all. So basically, how did they get away with that? If you would have like maybe 10 writers that were on the short list to be interviewed. I mean, think about it. That's like 20 original pieces of content that they could easily just take spin, you know, into more content or just publish them in their original format, which I don't think they would have done because they probably would have, you know, had people searching online to see if if that was actually happening. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, brilliant scheme, totally brilliant. I but mean, though, it's but yeah, that was terrible infringement. Like, oh, how of did course. they get away with it? How of come course. nobody sued them? I mean, I guess there's a process in suing, but with copyright infringement, at least when it comes to music, there's like a federal in the States, there's like a federal minimum penalty of 75 K. So I, mm-hmm. it would be worth it to go after. I don't know about at the, about at that time, writing. this was like when, freelance writing was starting to go downhill. I mean, you had a lot of people Mm -hmm. who were starting to scam writers and that's because writing from places overseas like India started to become really popular and extremely cheap. So it's much more affordable than hiring people here directly in North America for those, uh, for those writing gigs. And Mm -hmm. then you started to see the, um, you know, the ushering in of uh, content mills and, and so forth. And so, yeah, uh, to be very honest, it wasn't very uncommon, but um, but yeah, I was like, damn, damn, how did I fall for this? This is terrible. But that doesn't even that doesn't even sound like a scam, though. That yeah. sounds like the process of interviewing and getting a job. That shit is messed up. Yo, yeah, they never hired a soul. They never hired anybody. I mean, I'm sure they did, but they hired people they knew. And they, right. yeah, this was like a multi million dollar men's lifestyle. Are they still at, up and running? Uh, I'm, I don't know if they are. I think they're, mm. op- they, I think they are operating around the world, um, wow. in, in like other places around the world. So mm. yeah. Whack. And, and based right here, homegrown talent out of Montreal, Quebec. I mean, Montreal is filled with scammers, right? God, yeah. where isn't? So guys, speaking of Montreal, I did experience one scam in Montreal that I want to talk about. I don't know if I would call this a con, but I definitely got got. So I was, and I'm going to actually link this to another event that happened later. It's very interesting. So I was, you know, dead of winter. I was trying to get in my car and go, I don't know, to work. I don't remember when I lived in Montreal, when I lived in NDG, actually, Mark. And I get in my car and it's like, like piles of snow are surrounding my car. It's ridiculous. And this guy comes up to me, he's in a truck and he was he gave me a vibe and I guess I should have gone with my vibe, but I didn't go with my vibe. And he's like, yo, I'll, I'll shovel out your car for you. And I'm thinking, great. You know, people run around and shovel out cars all the time. <coughs> I'm thinking I'll give this guy 20 bucks, what, 10, 15, 20 bucks. I'm talking about this might be in like early 2000s or late 90s. So that's about how much it would run for. You know, these guys running around with their shovels and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, great. I needed the help. But he was looking at me kind of funny. And I remember he had these like really piercing blue eyes. And he had a dog in the car with him. It was weird. Anyway, whatever. He shovels my car. I go into the apartment just waiting for him. And he comes up to the door and he says to me, that's going to be 50 bucks. I was like, motherfucker, 50 bucks? Like, and now what am I going to do? He's standing there with a shovel at my door. And I'm like, shit. So I'm like, all right, give me a second. And I had the 50 bucks on me, but I went downstairs and I shuffled around to pretend like I didn't have more money on me. And I was like, hey, I was able to scrape up whatever. And I handed it to him and he left. But it was really awkward. I felt really yeah. weird about the whole thing. And he saw me go in my basement. Anyway, fast forward three weeks. And I don't know if you guys remember this, 
But I used to have my all my DJ equipment and everything downstairs in the basement, you know, mm-hmm. where I lived in NDG. Yep. My shit got broken into and somebody shot on the floor. Do you remember I when remember somebody this. shot on Oh my God, I remember yes. this. So what was, was it back high? Yo, I don't know. But for some <laughs> reason when this happened, I had a flashback to this guy with his dog. And I was like, yo, did the dog come shit on my floor? Did a human shit on my floor? First of all, why are you shitting on my floor to begin with? Like, what the fuck is that? Was that a hate crime? Anyway, whoever it was oh took some God. of my shit. Not my turntables. I think they were too heavy, but like cameras and whatever. And they fucking left a pile of shit on my floor. They left I will you never some forget. doo-doo. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That That's was disgusting. So, you know, I told the cops too. I was just like, yo, this one guy. And they were like, eh, this seems a little too, you know, whatever. And they uh. didn't think there was hard evidence. And I don't think they ever pursued anyone shitting on my floor. Anyway, but the point is that I feel like I got got two times. Once with the money, two with the shitting on my floor. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so disgusting though. Like you oh got to be god. a real nasty human being to do that, to break into someone's place and just leave them a pile of caca on their ground on their, why, on their floor. The why the why? Why? Let's just, just take, maybe, take maybe whatever you need. Dog. Go. Take whatever you need. Why you got to leave that behind? That's Let, nasty. No, it's- That's so nasty. <laughs> It was a big dog too. It really could have been dog yeah, poop, it but it also dog. could have just been human poop. I don't know. Let's anyway, whatever, guys. He Either saw me way, going the there was shit on your floor, which is just disgusting. It's nasty. It is nasty. Oh, nasty. Like it's mad fucking nasty. Like oh my god, mm-hmm. I just I feel stressed out by that story. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I can't don't even don't cry, Nisha. Don't cry. No, it's just it's like <laughs> I'm just like shit. You come home. <laughs> I come home literally, and like I can't imagine someone leaving a pile of shit in the middle of my living room. I'd be fucking mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I was mad. Yeah. Like. That's oh next God. level nastiness. Truly. Mad and confused. There was definitely a level of confusion to that. I just have no idea. What the fuck are you thinking? But so like, maybe the maybe the dude and the dog were casing your place. Like, I don't oh, you nasty. Yo, my man, I don't know. I just know that that shit was yeah, it was just bad. You're it was just bad walking into that whole situation. Cleaning that it up person, was worse, guys. You had Go ahead to throw that it? out there. No. Well, what the fuck? You, no, who was going to clean no, it? Who? I can't. You think the cops are going to clean it? <laughs> no, man. No one's cleaning that except you. You are no. where, You are the person that no. lives there. You're cleaning no. it. No. The amount of bleach, bro, I can't even begin. See, now I'm, and you, and no. you know what really sucks? It's already bad enough that you've been robbed. Like, I've been robbed. It is the one of the worst, slimy, most disgusting feelings in the world. You feel so violated. Someone's Violation. your personal belongings. Hell yeah. They've yep. gone through everything and it's just, it's nasty. But then to leave some, to leave some shit on the floor on top of that. Like, okay. Let's, we got to injury, leave the bro. shit alone. Cause the shit part right, is stressing go, me go. out. Right. Cause it's I'm hard like, to leave the shit alone. Nah. Cause I'm getting mad. I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me what else ladies, what else? Let's move away from this yeah, shit story. Oh and, and Give me move right. I hope someone shat on that person's face. Like for real, yeah, me too. Like, oh yeah, my some God. people f- find that kinky, but that's a whole other yeah, different no. show. Really, it's a different show. Let's never do that show. So remember, I told you about the uh, in the in our episode we were talking about being shady, and there was that scenario I presented to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about how it was based on a real situation where my roommate at the time told me and confirmed that my girl's new boyfriend was actually like doing a little bit of flirtation and hitting on me. Mm -hmm. So this same roommate, I actually uh, had the pleasure of reuniting with her a few times over the last uh, decade, I would say. And so the first time we met up was in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and then we had a real proper girls trip in Las Vegas. So when we were in Las Vegas, her and I, shout out to my girl, Lisa, she uh, flew in from North Carolina where she lives. And uh, so we met up there and we were staying at the, um, we were staying at the, what's the hotel name again? The one shaped like a pyramid, the. Oh, um, 
Ah, uh, what's that one called again? Oh my god! Why am I? The Luxor. Luxor. Yes, the Luxor. Luxor. Yes, yes, the Luxor. Yeah, I love me some so, Vegas. So, so we were staying there, and um, when I, I think it was like after we had gotten breakfast or lunch or something, we went past a couple of ladies who were working in the hotel, and uh, one of them had stopped her and was like, "Hey, girls, how would you like free tickets to go to see Cirque du Soleil?" And oh, I, no, not the I usually just stay away from that crap because I know there's strings attached. But mm-hmm. my girl Lisa, always loving a, a deal, anything for free or a cheap, a cheap, a cheap offer, was like, "Oh, really?" She <laughs> so dove she, in. Oh God! Next she thing you know, we're signing up for this presentation, and we're told. Guys, it's trust me, it'll be worth it. All you have to do is say that you are not married and you need to basically just, you know, go there, sit through the presentation. And trust me, by the end of it, you will not only come out with free tickets for Cirque du Soleil, but you're also going to get a couple of vouchers for uh, for a meal. You'll get a couple of uh, vouchers for um, for gambling in the casino and so on and so forth. So I go with her to this presentation. First, it's a bus that takes not only us, but other people who were getting mm-hmm. conned to go to this other location. I don't know where, where they sent us to, but it was definitely away from the strip. So we went there. We had greasy breakfast, a greasy breakfast waiting for us. You know, your pancakes, your eggs and all of that. And we had to sit through an hour's worth of a presentation on timeshares. Timeshares, for God's sake. Oh, God, I'm sitting there like, what are we doing here? (laughs) You don't know how vexed I was. I was so mad. And then we finally, like, had to you know, wiggle our way out of it without having to, like, sign up for anything. I happened to uh, mention, okay, I did stick to the story that I was quote unquote not married, but that I had a common law partner. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 we can't service you. You don't qualify. So we're going to have to take everything back. And let me tell you, Lisa came in and she was just like, she, she was like, hell no. I don't know what kind of scam this is, but I want to talk to your manager. (laughs) Manager. (laughs) Her manager. Manager. And they had to call in a few people and deal with the whole situation. She made such a huge ruckus. By the end of it, we actually did keep the all of the all of the vouchers and the tickets and everything. We got what we were promised. And we had that awful bus ride back to our, mm-hmm. our hotel, along with a few other people who refused to sign up for uh, timeshares as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It but was just awful. don't you have the right to refuse? Like, why is that even a question? We Here's the thing. It was the fact that they were tr- they were threatening to take away the tickets to the show, the free tickets to the show, and also the vouchers for the for the meal and also for use in the casino. That's what, that's Bro, what, that's what like, she was getting upset. How about. are you going to offer something and then take it back? Especially yeah. after your time has been spent driving to this location, wasting hours watching a stupid presentation. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't, oh my God. I can't are... afford to go on vacation like that. I just can't. That's just not possible. Yeah. I got, got like that too, guys. I actually did. I went on a, I I bought a vacation package for cheap as long as I could sit in like a two hour presentation. To be honest with you, it was it really was worth it because I had a great vacation and I literally just spent two hours sitting there telling them no. So uh, <laughs> worked out fine. Worked out fine. I, I mean, I've done that too in Orlando. Like, you know, when you go to the new Hilton properties mm-hmm. and they are and I'm like, OK, cool, because, you know, my husband is like, no, from the jump. So he just says no. And I said, because I was like, oh, maybe he just looks at me like, you know, that look that black parents. I'm with Mr. Z on that one. You Mm -hmm. don't talk to me. We actually we actually have another one that we're going to in Vegas. So he just said, listen, we're going, but it's no. So he he already established it. 
you need that partner that kind of brings you back down to earth when these people really got you like on cloud nine, like thinking about your dream yes, vacations you and shit. Yeah, you need that person to be like, bitch, come down. They don't give you anything for free. They don't give you anything for free. There's always strings attached. Always. I mean, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, it's four nights in in Vegas. In Vegas, I I like Vegas. I've been there many times, you know. And to be honest, you got to offer something for Vegas because you can go to Vegas relatively cheap, right, Mm -hmm. and stay at nice places. So you got to offer something. It was either that or Myrtle Beach. And I was like, eh, I don't want to go to the South. I'm not ready for that kind of racism. Mm-mm. So I'll go to Vegas. I went to yeah. my mom. You you always go to Vegas. You're definitely a Vegas girl. Yeah, I'm not a Vegas girl. I don't really turn out in Vegas. It's not Vegas like, I don't gamble, first of all. I don't like losing money. And... I don't while out at the parties because I don't do bottle service. I don't like all that shit. But Vegas, what I like is the golfing in Vegas. Really? It's really cool. Yeah, I've had a good time golfing in Vegas. I like um, I like the whole, well, the hotel, it's Aria. That's what I like. It's the hotel. You like the Aria hotel. I like, um, you know, the It's also good for people watching. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I go there, I suntan, I go for massages. Like, yeah, I like it. I, I, I enjoy Vegas, but mm-hmm. I, I have good memories in Vegas. So I really enjoy it. But going with my mother, that's a whole other ball game. Like she wilds out. Like I sometimes I can't find her. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my mom is wild. I, I told you my mom had more beads than any of us in New Orleans. So that should yeah, tell you something. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, yo. But I mean, I, I think I'm too... I'm too like, I'm not giving up my money. That's my problem. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm not giving you my money. I remember, you know, when we used to have like um, AOL and you mm. get these messages from folks oh like, oh, God. you're so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you're young. You're just starting out in this internet dating shit. And people will be like, oh, I, I love you. I like you. And you know, I, I fell for that kind of stuff. But when they start asking for money, I oh, hate nah. to say this. But Dr. Phil kicks it in my head thinking, where is the scammer? Where is the scammer? What village is the scammer located in? <laughs> and then I'm like, nah, bro, I ain't giving you my money. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, there needs to be a checklist, right? If I can't see you on the phone, if I can't, I don't know, like, if your name doesn't match your phone bill. Damn, that's the why? ultimate con, though, the catfish. Have yeah, any of you guys been catfished? Cat- uh, somebody tried to catfish me. Catfish? Someone tried to catfish mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, but I will say the biggest con was dating the narcissist because he presented himself in a way that I was like, oh, okay, you're cool. And then like got conned in the sense that his whole intention was to hurt my feelings. Mm-mm. Like to me, I was like, who does that? Like, you have to sit down and think about that shit, right? You have to plan that shit out. So, yeah, I've gotten I've gotten the attempted con out of my money for, you know, from some folks on the continent. I don't have any hard feelings. I got mad love for you. Um, Sometimes it's but, not even money. It's just presenting yourself like you like you were talking about the narcissist, presenting yourself to be one way, but you're not, you know, mm-hmm. I, I actually uh, met a guy. Oh, if that's the case. And we met a lot of dudes who try to catfish <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. A lot of folks who out there putting out resumes that you faked. So mm-hmm. I, I met a guy online on uh, I believe it was Friendster. Back in the early days of Friendster. Friendster. <laughs> and so we met in person. He, you know, he, he was exactly as he was presented. However, um, he just, I mean, we, we actually, we kicked it really, really quickly. Like we were just like so cool with each other. We were hanging out, nothing sexual happened, but we really got along. There was some good chemistry there and things were moving so fast in terms of, you know, our feelings for each other that I Mm -hmm. thought like, okay, I think, I think this is the real deal. There was one day that we were supposed to go on a date and he called me in the morning of that same day. And I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, um, I'm actually in the middle of a a call with someone else. I I think at the time I was speaking with like an editor uh, of a newspaper that I was writing for. He's like, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, Give me a call back after. 
And I did. And I kept calling and I kept calling and he wasn't answering his phone. And that date, oh my God. that date that was supposed to happen that night never happened. I never mm-hmm. saw, I never saw Burrow again, ever. I remember this story because it bothered you a lot. Oh, it totally bothered me because like we had been, you know, talking and then met each other and continued to talk to each other for like, it was like a good few months. We yeah, were hanging out. We had like several dates. I mean, and then, yeah, he just like completely disappeared. Dis- just disappeared off the face of the earth. See, and Crazy, that goes yeah. back so, yeah. to the problem with women when we date potential, right? We date what could be versus what is. And and it we get caught up in our feelings and our and that's the con of ourselves, right? Like that's the problem sometimes with women when we date what we think the person could be as opposed to recognizing what they are, which is a loser. Yeah, but this and... guy came, this guy showed up. This guy was a real person. He, yeah. you know, it, like, yeah. how are you supposed to know this one's going to go left like that? Like He really was the one tell. doing the majority of the calling, too. And right. we had several dates. And, it and was going horrible. really, really well. Yeah. And it's horrible, so right? Because you start feeling that person. I like that. Yeah. Right? You yeah. start feeling that person. But that's what I'm saying, Oz. Like, you start thinking about what could be. Right. And that, and I mean, that, as yeah, women, that's, that's, you know, that's what but we that's do, what I'm right? Saying. We I, know, I can't say future. for all women, but I know I definitely do that. I got conned when I was, <laughs> when I was single and wilding out, dating my multiple dudes and like homeboy was presenting himself as single. Mind you, his wife was behind my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, like, you know, I, and, and we've talked about this, right? We've talked about bad decisions, worse decisions. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, you need like come correct. I'd rather you come correct than I have to find the dirt that you slung over your shoulder. And I, I think that's a con as well, right? And like every time, uh, you know, I, I happen to pat, cross paths with that dude, he's always like, yo, Niche, you always give me a hard time. And I'm like, yeah, because fundamentally you're a liar. Mm-hmm. That That's yeah. how I see you now. Like, like, that's what you are. You're a liar. And I think that's the other problem with a con. Like, Unless you dip in and out, it's hard for you. It's hard for someone to face up to what they've done in the situation. You got to take your knocks. If you're going to con, then, you know, you got to take what it is and and, and mm-hmm. deal with the consequences of what you do. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I have no sympathy for folks who, who get caught. Like, oh, well, what do you want me to tell you? Wait, so here's a question. Have we ever conned? Hmm. Not that oh, I know. Quiet now. I don't think so. I think conning You've is You've never is presented yourself in a in a particular way. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Bullshitting I did. through yeah. interviews, perhaps. I did. Oh, okay. Ding ding. No, that, actually, no. This is actually great. I actually was. It was a very low point in my life, and I needed a job bad. This was the whole eviction thing that we were talking about. Mar, I'm so oh, glad you brought this up, Misha, because this is actually <laughs> quite hilarious. And, you know, I have a friend who's one day we'll have a show with her because she's just like a makeup guru. And um, she told me, she's like, listen, there's this recruiter that I know and she's looking for a position at this company. And I think you're going to be amazing at this. And I'm like, girl, I don't know anything about makeup. And she goes, just let me spend an hour with you. And I got you. I'm going (laughs) to teach you everything you need to know. And I was like, I'm about this life, bitch. Let's go. So she literally sat down and described to me, you know, this is what you do when somebody comes in and tries to buy this and that. And this is how you do for marketing. And this is what you do when you train people. And this is literally an hour. And I was like, yo, I think I got this. I think I got this. So she's like, all right, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Girls, Hmm. when I tell you this was like the ultimate con, I got on that call. First of all, I changed my (laughs) resume. I changed my resume on LinkedIn. She was my referral for like multiple things. On LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn I changed everything. Now. Everything. Oh, wow. Everything. I did it all. That's deep. <laughs> I got on the call and she was just like, hey, we're looking at uh, you were really highly recommended by such and such. Remember, she's in the space, so she holds some weight. And she was like, look, Azar, I know you and everything you've done, you are good at. You could do this. I know you could do this. I was like, fine. I got on that call. And when mm, I tell you, mm. I became a believer. I owned that that persona. And I was just like, she was asking me, she goes, so 
you know, what would you do in a situation like this when when customers come in the store and you know, I had learned the lingo and everything like, oh, I know this door. I know that door. I, and these are like names for like different like, I don't know, Altas or Sephora's or whatever. And I was just like, yes. And the store on 34th Street and the store on 14th Street. And if somebody comes in, I will couple it up with another person from this line. Yo, I sold myself so well. She was like, I think you're the perfect fit. Let's talk numbers. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then (laughs) as the call is ending and I'm sweating and breaking out into hives and I call my girl and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I I can't do this. Like if I get this job, I'm going to be fucked. What am I going to do? And so we devised a plan where I turned down the salary because it was too low so that they couldn't offer me the position. But it was fun while it lasted. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you do what you got to do. That's what I say. You do what you got to do. Uh, times are hard. People be faking the funk for a long time and they're not going to stop. When I was younger, I think before we knew what catfishing was, I think I catfished, catfished a dude. I was too young. He was older. I liked mm. him. So, you know, you make up another name. You're like, oh, yeah, that's my friend's friend. Yes. Yes. I'll never forget yeah. it. I was 12. Homeboy 12. was 16. <laughs> oh, my Damn, God. Nisha. Girl, 12 years old. so early for? He, I was turning 13. Don't worry. <laughs> I was turning 13. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. No, he was cute. I had a crush on him. I think he might have been one of my few first crushes or whatever. But I knew he wasn't going to fuck with me because I was 13. Oh, my seven God. Oh, my God. Oh my God, Nisha, I think this is the perfect time for me to tell you something that I don't think I've ever told you. Oh gosh, go ahead. You can't. I didn't know. No, I didn't know you at the time. I swear to God, but I had the biggest crush on one of your boyfriends before I met you. Really? Yes. Was it DM? (laughs) Wait, what? From Bergs? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, you mean while you were (laughs) while you were on Cipher? No, initially before I met. It was before I met Nisha. I was I was like in high school, oh, and like okay. I went to ah. I went to a talent show that he was like either performing at singing, or like singing. Yes. He was a singer. <laughs> yeah, oh the world is small. Yo, wow. when I tell you, know this is see, this is a show that, of revelations yeah. here. But when I tell you that, like when I found when you talked about him later, I was just like, because oh, I was dating oh, him oh, when we were doing Cipher. Yeah. Oh. That was my university boyfriend. Yes. If you remember, Mar, that was my university boyfriend. Oh, Lord. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 wow. yeah. <laughs> Yo, but yeah. I had the ill That was crush. actually time. I had the ill crush on him when I was too. like 14, though. Like, it was way before yeah. we but met. But he's a cute dude. He's he still was cute. cute so and he could sing back in the day, you know? Yeah, he could. Like, Nate Dog. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. But he conned me, too, that motherfucker. Oh, he conned me, too. So. Yeah, like, like I still have to like, okay, so I was 12, turning 13, just to make the point clear. Homeboy was 16, mm-hmm. and I thought he was cute. Like, these older dudes used to kick it in my hood. I lived in Walkley. He was cute. And then <laughs> I remember getting his number and creating a whole new persona, Mm-mm. right? Like, the older persona. And I was rapping, and then he would see <laughs> the, the, the real me. <laughs> And he'd be like, how's your homegirl? Yeah, she's good. Nah, 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 nah. Eventually, that shit came to light. It was really bad on my part. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, he was cute. I, I couldn't help it, right? Yeah. I mean, you, he ended up dating my cousin, so You whatever. You mentioned um, that, and, and now I'm thinking, I'm going through, like, the archives of my mind, and I realized <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I used to hang yeah, out yeah. at the mall with friends at after every almost every day after school you know depending on the month or the season mm-hmm. and yeah we would meet guys and yeah lie about our age and lie of about course. our name yeah. our name my fake name my fake name was Aisha that was my go to at the time oh, okay she was a girl that I color never me had. bad <laughs> no not color me bad it was another bad creation another bad creation but yeah, in terms of like my university boyfriend, I went to England and we were still together. But, yo, that's actually, that actually, like, that was a really messed up situation. It hurt my feelings. Oh, I believe it. I came back from England 
and I didn't know he had another girl. Like he was I a was whole other relationship. A whole other relationship. You went to he another country, of- fam. I asked him to come, bro. Get some balls. Like explore the <laughs> Seriously. world. Shit. Like, and then I came back. I mean, I come back to wow. visit. I didn't know what I was doing at 22. I just knew I was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him to come. I should have known there was a problem, but whatever. And then I come back, you know, like we've been together, our universe, my university career. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple of years. And I came back and he, I, I didn't know until later, but he would take down all the pictures of the girl, put my pictures up with him. What? And oh. went, yeah, <laughs> it was deep. This game was deep. It was deep. Oh my God. It was deep. And it went on like most. that. It went on like that for a couple months. And then I was like, what the hell? And I, I remember, I'll never forget how hurt I was because I was walking in um, Montreal Trust, the Montreal Trust, and I saw him and the girls I was working with made like a a square around me. So he couldn't see me in the square. He was with a girl? Nah, but, and you know, I, I hate to say this because the girl is another racialized community, but he left me for a girl in the Vietnamese community. So I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was feeling like my feelings were mad hurt. Has right? nothing to do with Vietnamese. I, like, I got my <laughs> Vietnamese. I, I got a Vietnamese gang. They're gang gang, like gang gang. gang. So has nothing yeah. to do with, but with I, ethnicity. I was just, my feelings were just hurt that he left me for a girl, another woman of color. I was yeah. like, like, you know, we're going through that phase where black women are not chosen. So I was like, what the hell? But funny enough, the next boyfriend I had after that was a dude from HK. So, I mean, maybe yeah. it was like, my first, I don't know what I was doing. Like but I was like, it was, yeah, I don't know. But HK was, I'm like, yo, I ride for HK. So that, that dude is, that, that's my homie for life. And but, you you guys mm-hmm. bonded on, you guys bonded on, on another level. It was a different thing. Oh, yeah. 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 There like, was some, there was some love anybody, there. Anybody who understands black music and can spin it. The mm. way they spin it, oh, you good. We good for life, bro. Yes. We good for life. Amen. And, and a good human. Yeah. And a good mm-hmm. human. Like a yeah. good human. But I'll never forget it when I was like, bitch, you took my pictures down and put hers up? Mm-mm. Like, who does that? Just break up. Seriously. <laughs> Just break up. Let me go. And the, and the worst thing is his mom was good friends with me. His mom knew. His sister knew. Oh, no. Nah. Like, that was embarrassing. To that's me. again, like, the that's whole a, family. A, Everyone around yeah. you knows except you. You're the last to know. That's a different level yeah. of like con artistry like, right there. And you know the worst thing? I was like, I told all my friends and my family, like, y'all can't talk to him. And, I, and this caused beef between me and my cousins because... Uh, my cousins in Cali would still keep in touch with him. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm your cousin, dumb, mm. dummy. Mm-hmm. And loyalty. they were still friends with him. Where's the loyalty? And I, and I cut them off. I cut them off for a hot second, too. Because I'm like, if somebody messed with you, <laughs> what are you I wouldn't doing? talk to them. I'd have done the same. Yeah. Like, even when my cousin, like, she got divorced from her husband, I, I called her. Like, even though the loyalty was broken by them between us, I still called her. And I was like, yo, like what's the status? Like, are we still talking to him? That's because I'm, I'm about that life, right? Like, are mm. we still talking to this person? But my friends think it's a little bit too hardcore, but I tell all the partners in my friend's life, including y'all's, if you go, this friendship is over. It's only lasting as long as you are with my friend. <laughs> Yo, After I kind of feel the same way. Done. I feel it's the done. same way. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. It's kind of like, yo, listen, I was her friend first. I'm sorry. Like, this is the casualty of war, you know? Like, you lose her, you lose me. It's over, man. Like, you have to speak. You have to speak up about it, too, because, I mean, for some people, you just have to really make it clear, like, fam, once our relationship is over, you do not speak to that person. Because there's some people, Mm -hmm. like your cousin, who will actually go and continue to speak to your ex thinking like mm-hmm. okay well uh, you know are you still on good especially terms if your whatever, ex hurts your you know? feelings oh like, not nah, that especially nah. and when they're yeah, disrespectful nah. no there's no room for that you gotta nah. go you got to go and that's the con that's the family con right mm-hmm. that's the family con no but that's a serious thing for me and and i i hate when i have to say it to significant others but i tell my friends homies all the time like you're only as good as long as you're good with them like that's mm-hmm. just how i feel about it because uh, yeah, it is a loyalty thing. It is like, no, like, 
I only met you because of them. So Mm -hmm. who cares? Mm -mm. But there is one friend that I do like their spouse more than the friend. Oh, damn. Yikes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I love, I love the spouse. Like the spouse is like my people's, like, I feel like that's a long lost family member. Mm. So I have to keep it on the down low so the friend doesn't get too jealous, but Mm. I love their spouse. So you got to do everything. You got to do everything in your power to keep them together. Cause otherwise you will be at a crossroads, my friend. I know. Um, I know. I try, but back to family cons, like family who borrow money from you, pretending they're going to pay you back. To anyone who borrows money from you and pretends to pay you back. I'm still owed money it's awkward. from several people. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone who still owes me $5.62 somewhere. But, like, family's the worst. The ones that, like, I recently, yo, I shouldn't put up, put that business out there. But I am because you owe me money. So give me my money. Mm-mm. But I have a family member who messaged me, yo, I'm going to a legal thing. You know, I need da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, you feel for them, whatever. You give them the money. And I'm I'm stupid. I'm the one who calls my mom and passes the information and says, mom, do you think this is legit? You know? And my mom's like, no, don't give them money, period. My mom's no all the time. The warden. Like, nah, she's like, okay, the warden. But she'll say, okay, you can test them out. Give them a little bit. See if they pay you back and see if they're like, if they pay back their money. Mm. So I said, okay. So I went back and I was like, yo, I did it. Okay. Ladies, it's been seven months. So you I ain't seeing that money. that money. No. And my mom's like, so my mom was like, why don't you ask? But in my head, why should I have to ask? Oh my God. I'm with you. You with know that. what you owe. No, exactly. You should yeah. know. And if you forgot, that's a huge problem, bro. How do you forget stuff like that? And it's interesting you said that because one of my friends told me um, one time, she said, you know, I don't lend money out that I expect to get back. That's just the way to exactly. do it. So it's like, so it's like, if it's a person that I really care for and whatever, and they need money, when even though I'm like, sure, I'll lend it to you, I don't ever expect to get it back. And that just kind of alleviates the burden. But you, how many people are in a position to just be throwing money out there like that? I mean, hopefully, None of us. but you know, <laughs> not at the moment. <laughs> Guys, but it also shows something about your character when you don't pay your money back. That's yeah, or you don't yeah. even mention it. Like how long you've been sitting with my money and you're not even going to talk about it. Like shit is crazy. What, you what's guys, the I grace just- period? For paying somebody money back. Because I've taken actually over a year to pay somebody money back. Like a few I hundred think that's dollars. Fine. But did you communicate? I think it's about as as communication. Exactly. That's it. I think. That's it. Because it, yeah. I think it was, I would say for the majority of that year, I hadn't been in touch, but I did call them up and I was like, hey, let's go to lunch. I want to see you. I need to uh, to speak to you. And I knew that they were going to refuse to take the money back, but I gave it back mm. to them. There you go. I forced I it mean, on them. Yeah. It's Miranda, just about I, I would borrow you money. If you're like that, I would borrow money from you. And I would borrow, lend money to you as well. See, I like that. If, I, if I'm if i having... See, for me, I know it's embarrassing to ask for the money. And I know it's embarrassing to if you can't pay it back. So I'm not one of those folks that are like trying to shame you. The other thing I, I won't do is, depending on the amount, I'm not going to ask you what it's for. I don't. I mean, there is some people who argue that it's part of your business knowing where your money's going to. But like I don't you need said, to Oz, know. if you're on the principal, no. no. But if it's a big amount of money, yo, that's coming out of my, yeah, I'm gonna be like, yeah. What's I mean, you don't want to be here? a part of like a drug, you know? How big are we talking? <laughs> like five hundred. Yeah, no, no. If you start, if you're talking about a thousand, we got to talk. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> something's going on because a thousand dollars is a lot of money. So right? I'm definitely it's, it's not a- coming to you when I'm ready to start my OnlyFans gig. Right. Okay. No, She's not the please. one. Guys, I thought of, I thought of a, I thought of another con another that I did. Another con? Oh, I, that I did. You did. That you this did. Oh God. I did. I did. <laughs> This is <laughs> this is in Dawson College. Um, I had I was I had a statistics class. It was like one of my like honors class program things, whatever. And I had a final assignment. And yo, I am the procrastinator of all procrastinators. Like I was like, I'm such a procrastinator that they gave my mom like until May 31st to have me, or they were gonna get me out of there. And I waited until the last second. That's the kind I I was. I was birthed as a procrastinator. (laughs) Anyway, so here I am. The statistics assignment is like my final project. It's like my whatever extra credit project or whatever. And like 
it was due and I started it the night before that it, it was due. The problem with statistics, girls, and this is back in the day before Excel would calculate everything for you. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would just create tables and shit. The problem with statistics is, yo, it is a time-consuming thing because if you have a questionnaire that you give to 100 people, that's 100 different, like let's say there's five questions. That's 500 pieces of data that you have to sort, right, and compile mm-hmm. into like a presentation. I started this shit at 10 p.m. the night before. Yo, at like 11, I realized I'm in over my head. There is no way in the world that I can get this shit done. I basically fudged everything on the questionnaires, but this is where it gets fun. I took the questionnaires. At first, I started calculating and I realized I can't even calculate these fake questionnaires. I don't have time. So the numbers, Mm. the data that was on the questionnaire did not match the numbers that were in in input into my tables did not match the graphs and can i tell you i got an a plus this man didn't even cross reference one to the other to the other <laughs> oh, my god. oh wow oh my gosh <laughs> a mother fucking plus scheme ladies team baby scheme oh, team done god. done oh, yo. yo they don't check Who's checking? As a teacher, I'm sorry. Look, we I all checked. we all go to very desperate lengths when we're in when we're in college and university. I mean, we've all done the sending a blank assignment, the the blank document, and biding more time for the professor to come back to you and be like, "You sent me the wrong file. There's nothing in mm-hmm. here. Oops, right. sorry. I Here's the real I one." Do that. <laughs> oh God, I'm a loser. I didn't do that stuff. Oh, oh man. I've done it. I numerous times, oh. numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a be- you were such a better student than I was. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I I I think I w- I'm too much of a perfectionist, right? So I'm like I got to get it done. I'm the teacher who takes marks off for the plagiarism. I'm the one who will like google it and stuff. Mm. You you so, you have more respect yeah, for this teaching life than we did. Sorry. <laughs> my la- All right, my last my last my last con, guys, this this one I got conned, so I'm just going to tell you about it. And it all goes back to our scenario for some reason, our our, our worst life decisions. Was it that? Was that the scenario episode? What was our scenario episode? Oh, are oh, you a shady. good liar? Shady. The shady episode. Sorry, are you a good liar? So remember the the boss that I referred to about the embe- the embezzling boss? Remember I told oh, you it was, gosh, loosely, yeah. it was, was loosely attached to real who life. Who was escorted out of the pharmacy? For, nah, the, the, for the lotto scheme? No, the one no, where no, she no. knew that he was embezzling, but she didn't know she was going to tell him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. by the way, by the way, by the way, just to be very clear, I absolutely, I absolutely told, just so you know, like, I don't, I'm okay. not, all, I'm not for the thievery. But anyway, okay. <clears throat> that being, but it was a difference, but it was close. That same guy took me to a five links meeting. Have you ever heard of five links, guys? So I want to say I got conned, like I got conned twice. I got conned by him to go to this freaking meeting, and then I got conned by him to join the freaking Five Links thing, which, by the way, I heard in 2019 or something, they were they filed for bankruptcy, and they both got charged. The owners both got charged. What, what, the co-founders, what the hell is Five Links? What is it? A they were charged with They were charged with fraud and money laundering. And they were sentenced in 2018. Oh, it's a multi-level so, marketing company. Yes, it was a multi-level yeah. marketing company. And at the time, they sold these stupid little, like, I don't know, modem? I think it was a modem. It was something so ridiculous. And it had to do with, like, um, utility bills and phone bills. And it was just the dumbest thing ever. And I remember feeling so annoyed when I got to the meeting that he had pressured me to go to this meeting. He was like, just come. I got, I got some place I want to take you to. And I went and we got into this meeting. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then at the meeting, he was just like, don't worry. You don't need to pay for this. I'm going to pay for it for you. And you could pay me back when you make money. But I felt bad because he bought this thing for me. And then I felt like I had to pay him. Anyway, it was just a shit show. Just just putting it out there. But yeah, I got got. I got I got got twice. I got got by him and oh, I got no. got by five links. Terrible. And so they, they were trying shit, to push yeah. you to bring in your friends and family. Into yes. It too. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And I never did. You know, you that's that's where I draw the line. I'm just like, I can't do this, bro. This is not for me. Yeah, I don't want to tell my life. friends. No. Nah. I nah, suck at sales. That's why I never fell for any of that stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to convince nobody. I hate that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Uh, I'm getting, I'm conning right now. I'm in two meetings at the same time. Oh, damn, learning I'm about, gotta go. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm going through in my life right now. I'm sorry. I'm it's okay, Anisha. I'm sitting here. We got you. I'm sitting here in the podcast. Stressed out because I'm reading on the side that kids can take off their mask in school, and I'm like, Oh, hell, yeah. no, it's not no. time, it's oh, not time no. for that. That's the you know what? That's ready. the con of the government making mm. us believe that this pandemic is over mm-hmm. when we know this shit is not over. All politicians you just are out cons. here trying to push you out here trying to push your herd immunity, shit. Mm. go and put yourself in the classroom with their mask off and close the door and right. have fun. Don't bring that shit to me. Mm-mm. I like my life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here looking at like, you know, they, they can like, oh my God, the con of the government. Oh mm-hmm. my God. This is why, yo, you need to, you need to tell your partner, Mar, this is why I may become a libertarian because they doing the most. Oh, dang. Too much. <laughs> They're doing the most, man. They're doing the most. Like, why are you commenting on my life? Why is my life and my health in the hands of a man who does not give a shit about my existence in this province? That's the con of the century. Every time we don't have direct democracy, that's a con. Politi- politicians are cons. They are. Oh my god. They totally oh are. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine people ask me to run for politics? I'm like, do you know who I am? I don't like lying. So I, I can't do that. Oh my God. So I'm sitting here mortified at the thought that it, do you think I'm going to let a kid come up to me unmasked? No, bro, you stay over there. You want <laughs> my help? You put your mask on. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing all that. You know what? I'm going to get you for Christmas. I'm going to get you one of those homie the clown socks with the ball at the end. Homie, don't play that. That's exactly. <laughs> Listen, shit, I might make one to. I'm going to make a stick. And it has two meter distance, and I'm gonna use put that it in measuring me stick. Say, yeah, keep the distance between yeah, you and the kids, say, the COVID kids. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, no, because this is the thing with the mask, you feel a little bit more comfortable to come up. That's another con. It's gonna but be the COVID stick. Take the... No, that's a con. Like, and the worst thing is with cons of the government is that you just like a pawn in the game. You totally like you are. Played. The worst is when it comes to war and when they ask, when they are pushing oh. for people to sign up to go fight in the war, but yet their own kids are completely exempt there from it. There you go. That's the ill con. That is real. The, that's a serious con. You mm-hmm. you really want fighters? Go sacrifice your own children instead of trying to push other people into a war they never asked for and never wanted at all in the first place. And most likely doesn't benefit them. The con of the con of the invasion of Iraq. Yeah, I said it. All that of was it. A con. That was a total con. All the of it. The con of, you know, the Kanye tried to warn us then. <laughs> okay, did. I'm not down with him right now. I think he. Needs I was to down with him then, and I'm down talk. with him over the whole Taylor Swift thing. He was trying to tell after us about he, Taylor Swift too. After I don't he like gets that mental help, help after he gets help for his mental health. Then him and I okay. can talk again. That, right that's now, a different story, know. but I'm just saying the man tried to he tried to he tried to warn us before about George George W. and about Taylor Swift. W. I'm I I'm just making it clear, like I'm getting a stick. I swear to God, those sticks that you had in school, the big long ones that you use yeah, chalk yeah. on the measure on the book. The meter get the meter stick. And like, no. You cannot come near me. That's my right. Mm-hmm. That's my right. Go con someone else into COVID. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Nah. All right, y'all. But yeah, speaking of which, ladies, I'm going to run and try to get these kids vaccinated today. So wish me luck. Good luck. Oh, good luck with that. And Ooh. I just hope that the listeners will be really interactive with us and tell us about all the amazing cons that they have experienced and ways that they have conned other people. <laughs> We want to hear it. I don't care how messy but it is. But don't bring those to cons us. to us. No, I don't no, want no. those DMs like, oh, be a puppy model or like, <laughs> did it? nah, or, keep that to yourself. Because Instagram be having some cons yeah. that oh, come up what? on your, the fake, on your The fake IG account where they've uploaded photos all within the span of like 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever. And then they yourself. send you a DM Zero like, followers. hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, real, like, real innocent. I don't know you. It's like a totally different so, person that's not even really them. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah, we we know. So those. next week, next week, are we dreaming or are we playing? Let's give them a little preview. Are we dreaming? Or are we playing? I think we're dreaming. We're, we're dreaming. dreaming. Next week. We're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna. I gotta make sure I'm fully like in one zone because my like dreaming is like a big thing for me. I really, really, uh, I'm really deep with the dreaming. Not dreaming as in goal setting. We're talking about dreams. Like actual dreams dreams. that you have. Like I, I, I have a serious thing with dreams. Like, I'm going to give you a little preview, listeners. I'm really afraid of snakes, like mortified, <laughs> but they pop up in my dream when evil fuckers are around me. Mm-hmm. Like they Same. warn me and shit. Same. Like, the uh, snake I, dreams? And I, and oh, I those are the and worst. And I don't like them. Let's talk about it next week, ladies. For those real. Are the worst. So if you a snake, please don't let me. Like the snake will pop up and let me know. So <laughs> there you know go. that I got backup. I got conscious backup there. For now, thank you for right. joining us. And we will be back next week with more messy truths. Peace, y'all. All right, peace. peace.